and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, A-Tip Timeline. And this comes from theblackvault.com. So much good work comes out of there. And in this, the author John Greenwald Jr. posted an article titled, Navigating the Twisted Maze of the A-Tip Timeline, A-A-T-I-P. And that, of course, is the um, aerial threat program that Louis uh, Elizondo and company were in charge of. Uh, of course, Louis Elizondo now working with Tom DeLong and the Academy to the Stars Project. So his name's in the news a lot, and I think it bears a little um, repeating to talk about this somewhat. And Greenwall put up uh, some more documents that have been released about this. And if you have an interest in ATIP, and ATIP has really come out to the forefront. Of course, they're the ones that released the uh, Tic Tac video uh, regarding the three videos there that were taken by the Navy uh, fighter pilots off of the Nimitz group. We've talked about those at length on the blog. And when somebody comes up with this type of really paradigm-shifting evidence of UFOs, I think it's okay to take a long, hard look at the person that um, presented this evidence and to question the chain of command and to also demand a little bit of accountability out of the people who are presenting this evidence because it affects anybody who's part of the UFO investigative community. Uh, we're asked to accept these people as experts in the field so I think it's okay to take a look at their credentials. Now, Greenwell starts off, he says, on December 16, 2017, news broke about a secret Pentagon UFO study that rocked not only the UFO community, but appeared on nearly every news outlet in some fashion around the globe. The New York Times and Political are, cre are credited for the initial reporting, but that spawned hundreds of articles and news broadcasts by various news agencies very quickly. As the weeks, months, and now more than a year has unfolded, there has been a lot of controversy and contradicting information that has come to light. There are multiple sides to the debate about if the program we know as the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP, that's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, referred to by some media, media outlets as the Advanced Aviation threat identification program was even a UFO research program at all. This is an extremely important issue to unravel. Since after December of 2017, the media has been somewhat more interested in the UFO-related stories based on the revelation, on this revelation. Many researchers have worked very hard over the years to prove an active cover-up regarding phenomena, and as a result, wants the mainstream media to take it seriously. So if the existence of ATIP as a UFO slash UAP research program is extraordinary on many levels and does nothing but help the integrity of the UFO field of research. But what if it's not what we are led to believe? What will the repercussions be in the grander picture if the ATIP story turns out to be a misunderstood over-embellished, or simply downright fabrication about what ATIP's objectives really were. Facts about such an important topic are an 
automatically, pun intended, or astronomically, pun intended, important aspect of this. However, facts seem hard to find. Taking the government out of the equation, the facts given to us still offer a very confusing and convoluted story to understand. Even when only looking at the statements from former ATEP personnel, it is hard to make sense of it all. If the source of information outside the government are contradictory to one another, how are we supposed to assume the government is simply lying when they say something we don't we do not want to be true? Well he's got a point. In all of, in all of this past couple of years with all this information coming out about ATIP, and I you know, I've done podcasts on this where we talk about ATIP uh, the government throwing ATIP under the bus, the government throwing Louis Elizondo under the bus. It seems like the stories that come out don't quite jive. Now, we have to admit, Elizondo did, he did come out with the videos from the Nimitz Battle Group. But I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Why did he get those videos? And now, and since then, it's come, it's become pretty clear that those videos are actually dumbed down dumbed-down versions of the originals. That's what it seems to be. Uh, basically, we got we got cartoon versions of what the pilot saw. And and then we have the whole question about is, you know, are these videos being monetized because we see to the Academy of Stars uh, watermarks splashed all over them. So we're talking about the UFO phenomena, and when somebody monetizes that phenomena, we have a right to question their narrative, their story. Now the article goes on and says, This below timeline is the culmination of about two years worth of work since ATIP was unveiled. Every point you read below is generated directly from the words, lecture, news broadcast, and written material of key players involved with this whole saga since day one. Navigating this ATIP timeline forces you to immerse yourself in a twisted maze of conflicting dates contradicting sources, questionable intentions, and a slew of unanswered questions. Now I'll ask you as a listener, does that sound like transparency to you? Does that sound like does that sound like accountability to you? I mean, uh, Mr. Greenwald here, he's he's a top-notch investigator. I mean, this guy's the real deal. And if he's telling you, hey, there's some inconsistencies here, well, I've got to believe him. And you can go to theblackvault.com and look this up yourself. I mean, theblackvault.com is a treasure trove of government documents. As far as I'm concerned, it's as good as it gets as far as UFO information is concerned. I mean, it's, it's top-notch. And this guy's saying, hey, I have some questions. He goes on, he says, The intention here is not to attack anyone's journalistic skills, honesty, integrity, or patriotism. But rather, this timeline is created to show how many contradictions there really are in the bigger picture, in a world of anonymous sources and leaked documents. It seems like there is a journalistic standard that is largely gone out the window when talking about or reporting on ATIP-related stories. The below timeline will continue to morph as new sources of information present themselves. And then it says, note from John Greenwald, although I have never claimed to be a journalist, I have tried to follow that journalistic standard to receive clarification and comment from those I write about. I find it unfair to do so without trying. Since December of 2017, I have reached out to all key parties referenced below and many others not mentioned at one time or another seeking clarification to some of the discrepancies outlined. 
it is public knowledge that to the Stars of Academy of Arts and Science, TTSA, has denied my numerous requests to speak with Mr. Elizondo after months of trying. Well, wait one minute. This is John Greenwald we're talking about. For crying out loud, this is a premier investigator. You can't talk to this guy? I mean, if you go to blackvault.com and you look at the work this man has done, it is, like I said, it's top shelf all the way. If you can't answer a few questions from this guy, I really have to question the story that you're telling me. And it says here he's reached out to Elizondo and they won't talk to him? That Tom DeLong's trying to raise money for his for his, his UFO company? We have a group of people that are monetizing UFO data, metamaterial, uh, video, whatever, and they can't ask some simple, straightforward questions? from probably one of the top-level UFO investigators in the country? I I just don't get that part. He goes on, he says, To the Stars of Academy of Science has denied my numerous requests to speak with Mr. Louis Elizondo after months of trying, but the remainder of names have had various responses to me, which I will refrain from offering details. Despite these varying responses or lack thereof, I have never once had any of the below addressed. I have never once had any of the below addressed. I invite anyone, capital letters, that has direct knowledge of anything below to offer clarification. I will gladly quote said party accordingly and do so with my special thanks. The below should be a collaborative effort. And then he goes on here and he does a brief timeline. And I just want to go through a few of these. It says, uh, the timeline last updated, 1023 to 2019. 2007, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, begins. Exact date unknown. He lists the sources for this. It says, the shadowy program, parts of it remain classified, began in 2007. And initially, it was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat, who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time and who has had a long interest in space phenomena. It says, The problem is this contradicts the timeline that Mr. Elizondo set up with AWSAP contract program was renamed ATIP in 2008, not 2007. Mr. Elizondo, at least one of the sources used by the New York Times for the facts, but it contradicts his later statement that ATIP started in 2008 and was quoted in saying, Evolved from AAWSAP, but it is not AAWSAP. That's interesting. So Elizondo says it starts in 08, but the Black Vault finds out that it actually started in 2008. It says, in addition, the New York Times said contracts obtained by the time show congressional appropriation of just under $22 million beginning in late 2008 through 2011. The money was used for management of the program, research and assessments of the threat posed by the objects. The problem is this contradicts our own reporting. Wow, you mean the New York Times printed some fake news? I am amazed. This problem contradicts our own reporting. The original contracts awarded in late 2008 for what we later learned is AAWSAP were not ATIP contracts. If they were, then this reporting contradicts the testimony of Mr. Louis Elizondo. So therefore, it must be asked why the New York Times would not stay accurate and offer a brief chronological overview of how ATIP came to be. According to Mr. Elizondo, who headed the project, ATIP was a different program entirely from AAWSAP. 
So if Mr. Elizondo was at least one of their sources, why would this not be addressed or detailed? Mr. Elizondo himself says AAWSAP and ATIP were not the same. It says, see also the contradiction between Dr. Hal Puthoff, a former contractor that worked within the AAWSAP ATIP and who is now a board member of TTSA, working directly with Mr. Elizondo. So apparently the people working for TTSA, DeLong's company, these guys can't even agree on the facts. That's what it looks like. I don't know. He was, my opinion, he, was, he has direct knowledge of the program, having worked on it, but this statement goes against Mr. Elizondo, who actually headed the program. And it goes on, it says, 2007, Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Applications Program, AAWSAP, begins. Exact date unknown. Source, Mr. Louis Elizondo, slide pre- from his slide pre- presentation at MUFON Conference on July 29, 2018. Excerpt from the text. 2007 program originally created as a bipartisan effort. And then he lists uh, represent, uh, Republican Stevens, Democrat Inouye, and Democrat Reed to better understand UAPs, now that's your unidentified aerial phenomenons, encountered by the U.S. military and determine if they represent a national security threat. And also, 2007 congressional language established the Advanced Aerospace Weapon Systems Application Program. That's the AAWSAP. Greenwald says the problem is this contradicts Mr. Elizondo's other statements. Seen in this timeline, the AAWSAP was a much broader program, and ATIP was born out of that to focus on UAPs. Both statements cannot be true. This also contradicts the publicly available information on AAWSAP was originally intended to be there. There is not a single reference to anything related to UAPs or unidentified objects. See below for the three versions of the AAWSAP solicitations. This also contradicts the original reporting by the New York Times, which used Mr. Elizondo as at least one of their sources, wherein they said ATIP started in 2007. We know this. We know by this slide and multiple statements by Mr. Elizondo that ATIP was not started until 2008. This reminds me of so much. And I hate to get political here, but it reminds me so much of the reporting that we've seen throughout this whole situation with President Trump, where partisan people leak stuff to publications like the New York Times, and that was reported as fact, and then the FBI used that in their investigation. This circular rumor mill. Rumor mill. And this is what I'm seeing here. You're seeing contradictory information being released by people like uh, Elizondo and, and others in DeLong's company. It's being leaked to the press. New York Times again, imagine that. They publish it, and then all of a sudden it's fact, even though it contradicts other known facts. What I see here with ATIP and with To the Academy of Stars and a lot of this stuff where they're trying to monetize the UFO phenomena is a circular rumor mill. Rumor mill, <laughs> where you have leaks from people that were inside the government, but we don't know where they were at inside the government. They claim to be in one place, but it turns out they were somewhere else, or maybe they weren't there at all. This whole thing stinks. It goes on, it says, uh, he has some more timelines listed for 2007, and then uh, it goes on quite a way, and for, for just for lack of time, we'll go on. Uh, here's one he has. 
2007, Robert Bigelow gets contract in 2007-2008. Source Luizondo, it says, quote, they're going back to the fact that Bigelow got the contract back in 07-08. It was a DIA who made the selection for Bigelow, and it went through the official contract process of the U.S. government. This is a generalized statement about the contract given to Bigelow. There is no clarification on AAWSAP or ATIP, nor reference to Bass. But the problem is, this contradicts the timeline that a the timeline that AAWSAP contract program solicited bids is publicly archived in August of 2008. It also changes a definitive 2007 date. So you see what's going on here. They're bringing up the name Bob Bigelow. Well, anybody in the UFO community knows who Bob Bigelow is. I mean, you have Nidge, you've got Skinwalker Ranch, you have this fantastically rich billionaire who seems to have a an acute interest in the paranormal along with the fact that he has uh, multiple contracts with the U.S. government and the space aerospace industry. And it's almost like they're just tossing him into the mix to lend credence to Elizondo's bona fides that he was in charge of ATIP. And they're using that to sell this guy's, this guy's biography, his narrative, to the, U, to the UFO community through these... Through these uh, MUFON meetups and such. That's what it looks like to me. I'm not saying that's how it is, but that's what it appears like on the surface because you have this guy coming out of this MUFON group who says, I'm a former head of a UFO investigative agency, and then he's tossing names out like Bob Bigelow, Harry Reid, whatnot. But now, Greenwald comes along with this timeline, and he says the dates aren't matching up. This is an extensive timeline. There's no way I have time to go through it all here. But I'll just finish up here with a, with a couple more examples. It says, in 2008, Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies is created according to the Nevada Secretary of State. And then it goes on and says, the problem is this contradicts news reports by Mr. George Knapp, Class TV, and the, and the I-Team documents prove secret UFO study based in Nevada article, the relevant quote for the DIA contract he created. Bass, a separate entity housed within this aerospace plant. He hired a team of 46 scientists and investigators, along with dozens of other personnel. It was also reported in Newsweek by Andrew, by Andrew Whalen, wherein the relevant quote states, Bass created specifically for the Pentagon contract, conducted research both from Bigelow Aerospace Headquarters in Las Vegas and an infamous Utah ranch, that would be the Skinwalker Ranch, formerly owned by Robert Bigelow. Ownership has since transferred to Adamantanium Real Estate, who managed the property on behalf of an anonymous owner. Since the bid for AAWSAP was not posted until after August of 2008 by the DIA, there is no way for Mr. Bigelow to know. So either this is an erroneous fact, as published by multiple media outlets, or Mr. Bigelow had foreknowledge of the coming program that would open the bidding eight months later and wanted to get the paperwork set for a Nevada LLC to take it. So, the more you get into this this nest, the more convoluted and the more convoluted and complex it becomes. So, the Academy of the Stars, Luizanda, they have weaved Bob Bigelow through the story in and out, and now the dates aren't matching up. And that's what Greenwald's saying here. He's just saying. Hey, listen, guys, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying that the publicly available dates that you're saying certain things happened aren't matching up. 
with the dates that we have recorded from government agencies and contracts. This timeline is very extensive. It goes on <laughs> a long, long ways. And I, I, I would love to sit here and go through it. You know, I could probably do some more uh, some more podcasts on this later. It would take two days to go through this timeline. The, the work that Greenwald has done here is so extensive and so detailed and so sourced that you couldn't possibly go through it in 20 minutes. But what I'm seeing here from this timeline he's presented with ATIP is a obvious conflict between the dates. And you know, if you're looking for fraud somewhere, or if you're looking, if you're looking for facts that are misrepresented in the timeline of the story, the first thing you're going to look for is the dates. Because you remember, any time that we're trying to identify something in UFO investigation, we're looking for the time it happened, the place it happened, where it happened at. And then we're looking for evidence, witnesses, uh, physical evidence, whatever. So as we investigate this phenomena, basically what we're calling ATEP now, the first thing to start doing is looking for the dates and see if the dates match up the same is what the employees of, say, for-profit companies like To the Academy of Stars say. And from what we can see, there's some discrepancies here in dates. So, you know, it kind of goes along with whether smoke or fire. If they're, not, if, if they're not being correct on the dates that they're giving us, are they being correct on everything else? I think this is important for the UFO community particularly. As we investigate this phenomena, let's keep it at the grass roots on a personal level. Be your own disclosure. Don't depend on a for-profit company or a government agency to give you disclosure. You have to use the resources at your disposal to create your own disclosure. Once again, this is on blackvault.com. Uh, there is a lot of material there. I couldn't possibly go through it all, but I thought this was so fascinating that Greenwald is putting is putting the story under the microscope, and some of the things he's coming up with are, in fact, concerning. This is UFO Warning. Until next time, over and out.